Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome back aboard On The Mark. With me again today, Steve Kushaloff as Mark Lawrence takes another of his days of vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Before we start the program, we must say happy birthday to you. You. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mark Lawrence. Happy birthday to you. Yes. He's 84 today. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> oh, However, well, you're right. I'm lying. Uh, I, I must admit, I was remiss, Joe, in not wishing you a happy birthday, what, two days ago? No, yesterday. Just yesterday? Yes. And you really are 84. No, I'm 79. <laughs> okay, okay. I so I didn't realize, Mark, I don't know why, all the years I've known Mark, it just never registered me that we were born a day apart in different years. Hmm. That his birthday was the 21st and mine was the 20th. Seemed to so, be a lot of July birthdays. There would probably be a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, my birthday is July 8th. Oh, yeah. Well, happy birthday belatedly to you. Yeah. And I was 84. No, wait, wait. That's not right. But, um, <laughs> and over the last couple of years, I have met people and, uh, their birthday is the same day, July 8th. Well, that's not unusual to find people who are born the same day. Yeah. I have two of my Facebook friends who are also born on July 20th. Yeah. So, Hey, well, welcome to On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, all sizes of trucks, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. Check them out again at www.sunburymotors.com. They do bring you on the mark, and our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. So I have a question for you, Joe, and I I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Will you be watching the hearing tonight? The January 6th uh, committee will have a hearing on TV tonight. No, tonight I will be presiding over the opening session of the Pennsylvania State Mayor's Conference and getting to introduce Jeff McCausland, who wrote the great book Battle, Fe- uh, Battle Tested, and he's a CBS News uh, contributor, and he has been on our program a number of times. So, okay, uh, that's, so I will be, be in Lancaster tonight, and I will not be deliberately boycotting right, the right. hearing. Uh, tonight, as you know, they're going to be talk- try to talk about uh, the... 187 minutes. It's about, what, three hours between uh, the end of his Trump's uh, Stop the Steal rally that was held on the Ellipse, I think, or was held near the Capitol. Right. And uh, 
this 187 minutes ended, I guess, late afternoon when he finally said to the rioters, we love you, but it's time to go home. Apparently, um, the committee tonight, they plan to argue that Trump wanted the violence to occur, that he was responsible for the violence and his unwillingness to help end it. Now, your wor- choice of words there was un- interesting to me. They will argue that. They yes. won't present proof. They're just going to make an argument. It's a congressional committee. It's not a trial in a courtroom someplace. Well, then why are they doing it in prime time if they have no proof? Why not? What is prime? What's what does prime time have to do with it? Well, it has That's everything to do with it. Their, their entire hope is that people will watch it because it's in prime viewing hours. Well, for you know, but the networks who were going to show it, they would they could have said, no, we're not giving up our valuable airtime. So for our no, I don't think they, I don't think all the networks are showing it. To be honest, probably with you. not. It's probably in fact, it's probably only going to be the uh, C-SPAN and C-SPAN and <laughs> CNN and MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll right. be on. But okay, I just wondered if you were going to be watching. I didn't think you would. I don't even know if I'll be watching. Well, here's my problem with it. Again, as I've said before, that it's it's kind of biased. It's one-sided. If there were if there were aggressive cross-examination of the witnesses that they brought before, you know, they put these people under oath. You know, they didn't just let them come in and talk without putting them under oath. So when you have somebody under oath, it's pretty fair to have both sides of their testimony examined. And if there is exculpatory evidence on behalf of the president, that it could be brought out through cross-examination, or if there's biases the people have. But that isn't happening because the Democrats wouldn't allow the Republicans their choice of members, and the Republicans balked and said, if we can't have who we want, we won't have anybody. Well, again, the Democrats rejected two, only two. It's doesn't not matter. Like a, well, doesn't matter. Well, and plus the fact that the two that were rejected had made their feelings known about it already. Joe, you have oh, said and, and Jerry Nadler hasn't made his feelings known, and Adam Schiff hasn't made his feelings but they known. Didn't, they didn't make their feelings known by uh, sitting, in, on, sitting in the chambers and voting against seating the but if electors. But if it had been the other way around, they might have back when Al Gore and, and uh, but, uh, was right. running for president and it was very close. Yeah. They would have. They were on the other side of that issue. Yeah, and you know, it's so interesting. There, stop the steal involved them. So interesting how you bring up the Gore versus Bush, the whole hanging Chad. Chad, right? Right. You know, back then, Democrats thought that was stolen. That election was stolen. Doesn't matter what they thought because Al Gore finally said. Enough already. And so did Donald Trump. It's over. So did Donald Trump. Oh, no, 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 he, no. He no, peacefully no, no. transferred power. Yeah, peacefully. He didn't do it. He did it grudgingly. I'm not going to deny that. He didn't do it with goodwill and grace as Al Gore did. Yes, but he did. He, he didn't. Uh, he didn't do it that way, but he did do it. And last week, just last week, Donald Trump made a phone call to the Speaker of the House of the Wisconsin General Assembly and asked him to overturn the election. This Last was week? Last week. For what end? To, <laughs> what do you mean, to what end? Well, they can't overturn the election now. The election's hey. been certified. It's over. It's done with. Well, you know, Donald Trump, I will give him credit for one thing. He's kind of like a dog with a bone. He gets this bone in his mouth, and he ain't going to give it up. But, yes, you're right, Joe. The election was 624 days ago. It's like well over a year and a half. And here's Trump calling the Speaker of the House in Wisconsin asking him to overturn the election. Speaker of the House said, 
sorry, Mr. Trump, I can't do that. The speaker I, it was a Republican. To which point Trump said, you know what? I don't know who's going to be running against you in, the pri- in your primary, but I got a feeling he's going to do pretty well. <laughs> kind of what you call a veiled sort, threat. Would that be sort of like when Olivia Ocasio-Cortez said that anybody who wasn't liberal enough for her would be primaried, and actually she did primary a number of Democrats? Well, yeah, that, exactly. So exactly what you're saying thing. is it's politics the same way politics is practiced every day by both parties. Well, I don't know if it's practiced every day, but, you know, let's uh, here we go again, as we have both said, you know, one of us will say black, and the other will say, yeah, but how about white? And, and, the, like, and all that's doing is pointing out that it, both sides do it. I'm not arguing that Republicans are lily white and Democrats are evil and black. I'm telling you that both sides behave politically exactly as you would expect them to. They don't believe behave as Americans. They behave as Republicans and Democrats. And they behave as politicians. But even, Joe, you must admit that uh, in the past it was not, not that it didn't happen happen sometimes but now uh, there are it, it happens just as a matter of course if somebody is running for uh, office uh, if somebody's running for office and some party leader doesn't happen to like them even if they're doing a good job they will they'll primary them sure I mean you know when did primary become a uh, political weapon. Happened here in Pennsylvania years ago when the former Speaker of the State House was primaried by the Club for Growth. They didn't like the way he was behaving, uh, Bob Jubilee, and they primaried him, you know, his own party. And and so it's not an unusual thing if if the majority of the party is far left, they're going to want far left candidates. If the majority of the Republican Party is far right, they're going to try and get far right candidates in there. Well, those of us who are not quite on the extremes of the far right or far left have to make a decision then as to who best represents the total interests of the party and not just the specific interests of one wing of it. You know, I remember when uh, Ted Kennedy uh, ran against uh, a sitting president, Jimmy Carter, and again, it wasn't because um, Ted Kennedy or the powers surrounding him didn't like Carter's political philosophy. They thought he was doing a bad job. Right. Ineffective. Just right. like Joe Biden. Nobody's primaried him. Not and yet. They you know, will. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. If uh, if you would were to look at more than Fox News, and I know you do, Joe. <laughs> I know you do, so don't go running through the list. All right. You will see, and unfortunately, today's my last day. Well, don't say it quite like that. Your last day on this segment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, you will see news article after news article that will tell you, you know, if you look at Biden's uh, accomplishments, he's, he's not doing a bad job. The problem is, though, you look at uh, the big things, and the big thing is inflation, and uh, people have a problem with Well, he it. can't stop lying. That's what bothers me. Yesterday, well, he announced he had cancer. I, I didn't hear that, Oh, Joe. it's all well, over the news this morning. While discussing the harm caused by emissions from oil refineries, Biden referenced his childhood home in Delaware and said that he and many other people he grew up with now have cancer. Well, I'll have to. I will look that up because, uh, 
you know, I didn't have a lot of time this morning mm-hmm. before I came in, but I did look at, I looked at CNN, I looked at two newspapers, and I didn't see any mention of that. So, of course you know, not. You read only left-leaning articles. Right, and I did if not. If you uh, watch Fox News once in a while, oh, you'd learn oh. the truth. Yeah, if I watch Fox <laughs> News once in a while, my TV would explode. Hey, but, we've got um, to take a quick break, and we have a phone call pending. We have a lot of emails. Join our conversation, won't you? 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free number. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. We'll take that quick break, and we'll be back with On The Mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you know, there was one gentleman they couldn't primary out as much as they wanted to. The Republicans wanted to get rid of Trump when he ran the first time. They didn't want him in there. The so-called establishment Republicans had no time for Trump. But Trump outdid him. He had more mojo, and he had more money, and he got in there. And it's the one time in our country that we the people, yeah, we the red country got a man in there that we really wanted. And well. we were happy <laughs> about it. But uh, the Republican the establishment, the Democrats... 24-7, all they did was run him down. Even tonight, it's going to be another put-down of Trump. All they can do to have more hatred against him because we the people wanted him. Well, we the people didn't vote for him in massive numbers. He had five million fewer votes than Joe Biden. Well, as I said, the Republican establishment was against Trump from the get-go. And then you have your Democrats, a lot of them against Trump. I have friends that are Democrats who voted for Trump. But uh, your establishment, as you say, they wanted to get rid of him, primary him out of it. But he had the money and the mojo. And they, the Republican establishment... I think they wanted another Bush, another whoever in there, and Trump took them down one by one. When Trump ran for re-election in 2020 as the incumbent president, there was no there was no primary opponents against him. I'm not sure right. what you're referring to. It's referring to the right because he had it showed up with us in 20, 2014 or 2016. In 2016, well, that's pretty normal. What I was talking right. about, yeah, they. Yeah, they just 
yeah, in the last election, yeah, he had a... They, they well, wouldn't dare get rid of him. That they no, of course not. In twenty, but in twenty sixteen, he was he was not an incumbent, and you had an open seat, so to speak, in the presidency. So you had what at least ten candidates. Well, Just as Joe Biden faced quite a few candidates. Sure, that's pretty normal, Dan. You know, when a man, when somebody runs for president, and there's nobody in office, you're going to have a lot of people running running for office. You know, but what I'm saying is they, the Republican establishment did not want Trump in there. That could be. They, would, they preferred not to have Trump. They preferred a Bush or, yeah, or any of them, uh, some of them other ones in there. They didn't yeah. want Trump. What okay. I'm saying, the people got the man they wanted out here in red country. We got the man we wanted. Yeah. But in despite, despite the, pub, the Republican establishment. And when Joe Biden ran for president in 2020, the, Demo- the progressive portion of the Democratic Party didn't want Joe Biden. So, you know, nobody, I don't know that, it, not too many people run for president and everybody uh, sweeps now, when, even when Reagan ran the first time. Reagan had competition. Yeah, I don't remember. Don't you remember when he said, I bought this microphone, that famous <laughs> series in the debate where he told yeah. people, that's the day he won the nomination, in my opinion, when he stood up and showed how tough he could be. Oh, I know. You, yeah, right. Okay, so I don't remember specifically who... Uh, well, you probably weren't following showered. Republican politics. No, I wasn't, you know. <laughs> I was just a kid. All right, Dan, we have two other calls. We'll give you the last 30 seconds. Wrap it up. Okay, well, it's too bad that they cheated Trump out of the last run. And I'm. I agree with him. He was cheated out of it. How and is it's he? A sad uh, thing. It's well, too bad. That's. And they're still trying to get rid of him. And he may be back in 2024, and sweep the country without any cheating. He'll win big time. Well, okay, Dan. Thank interesting. you. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> that Don't Dan. Don't know that I buy that, but <laughs> yeah. Interesting that Dan uh, uses the word cheating when there's absolutely no evidence of it. But maybe Dan knows something we don't know. All right, Dick from Milton, you're on the mark, sir. Good morning. Well, I'm going to make this real quick. Did you, Joe? Did you say that the that the witnesses weren't under oath? No, I said they were under oath. Oh, that's what. It, yeah, because I actually went back and found a YouTube video of the first two that were sworn in, and they they stand in, 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 under oath that they're, so they're not committing perjury. They so weren't. They so they were willing to get up there and not tell the truth. Then I guess. And and the other thing is, basically, almost everyone of them were, have been Trump either worked for Trump or been Trump supporters. Right. No argument. I agree with you. They have been. So basically, you know, and you know, and, and the other thing, I'll make one last comment to Dan. If if Trump sweeps the country, and there's actually more, there's more right now. It's probably pretty close. More Democrats registered than Republicans already registered, and then you forget there's more independents than, than the Republicans. So he's not going to sweep the country. He might win the election, but he's never going to sweep the country. That's never going to happen. That's just a pipe dream. Because he's uh, not going to win a lot of states. Well, his, He'll win a lot of states, but he's not going to sweep the country. His victory over Hillary wasn't exactly a landslide either, so... No. By comparison. So, you know, but Dan, Dan lives in, a, in his little world there in New Berlin where everybody is uh, like Dan, so to speak, except for, except for maybe uh, the uh, former state... Rep- or state uh, uh, or Union County uh, 
uh, what's his name? The commissioner. John, yes, commissioner Schauer. Commissioner. Yeah, John. Yes. John so he might be the only registered Democrat in uh, in uh, New Berlin if he's still there. Maybe. Uh, my my point being is that nobody <laughs> is ever going to sweep the country like Reagan did the one time anymore. No, and, unless you get a really terrible candidate and or somebody messes up. They used to say the worst thing that can happen to a politician is to be caught in bed with a dead, a live boy or a dead woman. So unless we have somebody like that, you're right, we're probably not going to have such a landslide anymore. Well, I'm not even sure that makes a big difference I, to some people anymore. No, it, I'm thinking you're right, Dick. It does not. You look at Hershey Walker. Because, I mean, they've come, out with some, they've come out with some really wicked stories on people, true or not true, and it doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to face some people one, one bet, you know. Well, I think. And, and the other thing, one more thing about yeah. overturning the election. Like, what's the uh, running for uh, governor in Pennsylvania? He actually said that he will actually pretty much try to overturn the election if he's elected governor. Mastriano. He actually made that statement. Well, I mean, among there, others, there are a lot of people who feel that he's a little too radical to. You know, and I'm sure the Republican establishment didn't want him. If you recall the last days before the primary, they were trying to coalesce behind um, Lou Barletta, and that didn't work, unfortunately. I think Lou Barletta well, the would one have been thing I don't like candidate. about Mastriano, he does a lot of, and I, I'm, look, I go to church, but he campaigns a lot in churches. A lot. He has a lot of rallies at his churches, and I'm just not sure where the separation of church and state is there. Well, he, his movie premiere is in a church, and that church is, people are filing complaints against the church that's showing that movie, claiming that uh, they are violating the separation of church and state and that they should now be taxed instead of being well, I taxed. I think the one last weekend around Chambersburg or somewhere was in a church. Yeah, well, he does, you're right, he does do a lot in churches, so. And then, you know, I'm, realistically, I don't care if he goes to church, I don't care how good a Christian he is, that doesn't bother me, but I think there's a, there's a limit to where you should be campaigning. Fair enough. I agree with you. Campaigning in churches doesn't seem to be a good a good thing, to me at least. Not that there's anything right, wrong with going to church. You. Thanks, Dick. Appreciate your call. Dale, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say, you know, that our younger generation deserves to have a free spirit, and it feels like the people who are entitled the most and un more ungrateful is the baby boomers. They're the ones who are controlling government and the radios and television. So, I mean, if you look at the baby boomers, we're the most spoiled generation of all and most unaccepting and understanding generation of all. So I think everybody should stop picking on the younger generation and put rules on them. Why can't they just work and earn a living instead of trying to suppress them and take their whole check so they can, so you guys can live an entitled generation or two generations? So, I mean, you know, it's time for the younger generation. Try to be understanding. I know you guys are not understanding. Just try. Try. It, you guys sound like you guys want something from the young generation. Let them live a free spirit. Why can't they? So the younger people shouldn't pay taxes. So young people shouldn't pay taxes. Just old people should pay taxes. Is that what you're saying? No, no. You got you got entitlements for two generations. Now it's time to you know give a little. What entitlements you know, should we give to the younger generation? Government's big like this because of the boomers, not not because of the younger generation. They don't want that. They want to live a free spirit. It's because the baby boomers want to keep adding government so they can keep getting their entitlement. Have you heard of Olivia I mean, Ocasio-Cortez? I, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. Obviously. Very <laughs> irrelevant. Not but I sure. do understand uh, that our younger generation is more accepting and understanding. She wants to and our the younger older, generation everything. And our baby boomers are on the TV and radios and are very un-understanding. Un they don't even try to understand. Well, give me an example you know, of a baby boomer who doesn't understand. Who is, who, name me one of these nefarious baby boomers. Think of the silver platter. 
Who? Joe, you got handed a silver platter and don't say you did. I got handed you a silver platter. <laughs> you might have said you worked hard for your life, but you were given. You were given. And you're still getting. You're For, still forgive getting. me, Dale, but you don't know anything about me there's or my no background or what what no obstacles I may have overcome. Angel. You call in the show and you make these wild assertions that the bar association no, is just, bad and, and this guy's bad. Live a free spirit. Let, let them live a free spirit. Why can't you do that instead of putting more government on them? We want I mean, to sick really. the government on. We're going to sick the government on them good. And just because you called and pointed it out, we're going to get even worse on them. Yeah, well, that's a shame. You know. <laughs> That's why your grandkids don't even want to visit their grandparents because they're just so, they don't even try to understand. You know, you had the 60s music, you lived a free spirit. Why can't they live a free spirit? I mean, you were given a lot. Good good music, good television, you know, good benefits. Now they can't even, there's so much government, they can't even have a good music or anything. They can't even have good television. Why is that? Is it because their fault, or is it because of the baby boomers, well, the ones who control the Let me ask you this. How, how are they not getting good music? If they want good music, they get it. They pick the songs they yeah. hear. Can you try to be understanding, or <laughs> I you guess just I can't can. even try? I guess you can't even try. I, I'm not worth it. Uh, Dale, I'm worthless. But thank you for your opinion. It's always unique and fascinating. You know, uh, always one of the points. What we is are that? having a buzzing going on yeah, here, and I'm not familiar with what uh, it might be. Beeping. I hope it's not from my <laughs> iPad or from my Xbox well, that, it I, seems that to I brought stopped. in. No, I guess turned it way down. Well, I don't know. In any event, we have a break coming up, so we'll have an opportunity to find out about it. Right. The only uh, Dick Purcell mentioned. Oh, I shouldn't use. Oh, I slipped and used the man's last name. Dick mentioned that Mastriano. Um, and his connection to uh, future elections. I believe one of the things Mastriano has said is that as governor, if elected governor, he will control the elections. And so, you know, we're already talking about an election liar and denier, and this is the guy who wants to be your governor and says he's going to control the elections. An election liar? And denier. <laughs> that beep is coming from your side of the table, Stephen. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll figure out what that beep is, and we'll be back after the news on WKOK's, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's your phone. I think so. Well, and then we'll find out. Thanks so much for listening to the first part of the program. We'll be back with an hour more on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. You're listening to On the Mark. Joe McGrenn and Steve Kushaloff and Lynn Hall's our producers. Stay tuned for more. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushloff, who is up in arms over something he's reading. That may be why you heard him as the microphones came on. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Dial it at 1-800-795-9565. We welcome your calls. On the Mark, as always, is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars. 
cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. So you've got a service problem you need corrected or you need worked on, you take it right over there to the Sunbury Motor Company. They're also a master towing service with decades of experience. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials and you can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications and then click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. You'll find the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915 on 4th Street in Sunbury and on routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. A quick look at the news headlines. Firefighters in the valley were busy battling two separate fires in extreme heat. A fire was reported at a barn on Waterfront Drive near New Berlin just before 6 p.m. yesterday. Firefighters from across Union and Snyder County responded. Heavy smoke was visible for miles while crews worked to bring the barn fire under control. Another fire was reported in Sunbury at a home at 430 Chestnut Street. The fire was called in after 7.30 p.m. yesterday. Firefighters from several companies responded. The Daily Adam reports the fire was contained to the second floor of the home and smoke and water damage was reported. The Daily Item also reports five people were displaced by the fire. Firefighters were able to safely evacuate a resident from the home along with two dogs. The State Department of Health's update shows that there are big spikes in COVID-19 cases across Pennsylvania and the Valley and they've continued this past week. The Department of Health's update shows a total of 20,240 new daily cases in the past week. The first time the state has recorded that many in a week since June 8th. The daily average case count also spiked to more than 2,800 for a second straight week. That brings the pandemic total to 3,058,316 people who have contracted the disease since the state start rather of the pandemic. 277 new cases were reported throughout the valley. And finally, the Shemokin Coal Township Joint Sewer Authority is receiving a major boost in state funding to assist in system upgrades. The authority has been awarded $2.9 million in PennVest grants. The funding will be used to upgrade equipment last replaced in 1997 that helps limit the escape of methane and other greenhouse gases at the facility. And that's our quick look at news headlines this morning. And we do have a call waiting. Bob from uh, Danville, you are on the mark, sir. Good morning. Headlines this morning. Turn your radio off or we're going to have a problem. Bob, turn your radio yes. off or we're going to have to go okay. with someone else. Turn your radio off or okay. down. I will. Just a second. Yeah, thank you for taking the call. Okay, go Are ahead. you there? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, question for Steve. Mr. Quishelow. Yeah. My concern about the election, not, not that it was stolen, but, but the only way that Biden could have gotten as many votes as he did, and I brought this up before and nobody's given me an answer, is that they sent out upteen millions of unsolicited write-in ballots to Democrats. That is the only way that they could have gotten that many votes. Now, I don't know. I've never seen any figures on it. I don't know if it, it could be traced. But if it could be traced and they found out, I'd be, I'd be curious to know, because if they, if they send out equal amounts of ballots to Republicans and Democrats and he got that many votes, okay, that's, that's fine. But if they sent out a disproportionate number of ballots to Democrats, write-in ballots that were unsolicited because of COVID, 
That's the reason. That is the primary reason and the only reason that I could think of that he got as many votes as he did. And see, uh, what is what is your opinion on that, Mr. Kuchelow? I think that if you get, if you are at home and you get an election ballot in your mailbox, whether you ask for it or not, you can take that ballot and you can vote for anybody you want. Because I think I did get, my wife and I, I think we did get uh, information at the very least about how to get a absentee ballot or something like that. But it never said, now, take this ballot and vote for Joe Biden. So there was a lot of absentee ballots because, because of COVID, because a lot of people were very nervous about standing in lines for a couple of hours with, other, with potential uh, COVID patients. So there was a lot of absentee ballots. But as okay, I said, okay, you, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. You asked, let me answer. So, so you get that ballot. And you can that you can vote for anybody you want. And I tell you another thing, and I know you're not going to believe this, but you can look it up on your own computer. Through history, through history, Republicans always did better with absentee ballots than Democrats. Your comments? What is, what is the difference between an absentee ballot and an unsolicited ballot? Unsolicited ballot sent to Democrats. You're avoiding the question. I'm not talking about you get a ballot and you can vote whoever you want to vote for. I'm talking about sending ballots, unsolicited ballots to Democrats. Not to Republicans and Democrats, but primarily Democrats. That's how you get millions and millions of votes. Okay, because... Because a Democrat. All right, and because I have... Because of unsolicited. Answer the question. The, the, the answer is I have never... I've never seen any evidence that... It was only that ballots like this, information like this, was only sent to Democrats. That's right. There is no information, and that's what I. That's what I'd be curious about. Because well, see, that's I, the only way. That's the only way somebody who did not, who did not even hardly, hardly campaigned at all, got got more votes than any president ever in the United States ever. How is that possible? Doesn't that make you think? Well, there must must be something here. You know, there must be something here that would that would cause that. Yeah, I'll and tell that's you what would the only way it. that I can figure that that happened. Because he didn't deserve it, he didn't campaign for it, and yet he got it. It's not true that he did not campaign for it. But aside from he didn't that, campaign, he didn't campaign much. He didn't campaign not even as close close to what Trump did. Well, it doesn't matter. And Trump got these thousands and thousands of people. When he would have a campaign, he'd have a rally. He'd have thousands and thousands of people. Biden would get tens of people, maybe a hundred, maybe a couple hundred. It was there was nothing, there was no movement for Biden like there was for Trump. And I'm not saying that, that Trump is the best, but I'm just talking about Biden and how he got to be president. And that is the that is the reason I think yes, that he got and, to be president right. because they sent out these unsolicited ballots because of COVID that people could vote by mail. Send them to Democrats, and you're going to get you're going to get a lot of votes. Send them to Democrats. 
The only okay. thing you have said that I agree with is the words "I think," because Bob, that's great. That's of your course. opinion. I said, of "Hey, course. what you know? You know, you you Republicans, you you right wingers, you you just can't stand when somebody else might want to say something. How about how about you be quiet because you brought the question up? How about you be quiet? And you listen to my response." Well, he did. Go right ahead. Okay. Go right ahead. You said. When I said I have never read or seen any evidence that these ballots were only sent to Democrats, you said that's right, and I've seen no information about it either. So, Bob, you know, you're basing everything you're saying on your own opinion. You are entitled to your opinion, but you are not entitled to your facts, and you haven't brought up in the last five minutes very many facts. Listen, Steve. I'm I I am a Republican, but I'm I'm central. Well, central I would say central right. I'm not an extremist. My my point is, I have this question, and I have never heard it brought. I've never heard it answered. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Okay, well, fair enough. If, but they, you... if somebody can show me, if somebody can show me figures, or show the public, don't show me, show the public figures on how many ballots they send out during COVID. A Democrat, but not you every. See, you, get Bob, a, you, you get a ballot and you can vote. But if you send a ballot to a Democrat, how's he going to vote? He's going to vote Democrat. Bob, we, that's we, the we, only way. We got to. We got to move I, on, not, Bob. I don't have any facts. I don't. I'm just okay. asking the question, Bob. I don't we, have facts. Bob, I wish we, there was facts. Is there a way? Hello, is there Bob. A way to find that answer. That's all I'm asking. Okay, Bob. We got to move on. Listen. Thank you for your call. You made your point. Uh, Steve has been flabbergasted and he can't respond. So <laughs> only kidding. Just listening. You know, uh, I he brings he brings Bob up respond. a good point. But what I would say to both of you, and I think you ignored a salient point, that no one has said that everybody in the United States of America got an unsolicited ballot. Some states decided to send them out unsolicited. Some states required that people apply for them. I don't think. Well, I agree with Bob that there's certainly that that's concerning without knowing who got the ballots that were unsolicited and what happened to them once they arrived at a home, whether they were passed on to somebody else to vote or whether they were destroyed or whether they were used in a legal manner. We don't know. But that wasn't in every state. Not everybody did that. Here in Pennsylvania, we changed the election laws midstream. You know, we, we decided we were going to count ballots that we had said before weren't going to be counted. So, I mean, I think there were certainly some unfair things in the election. I don't blame Donald Trump and his supporters for being upset about them. But were they in substance enough to overturn the election? I haven't seen any evidence to that effect. Okay, now we have an email here that we have to get to. Uh, Doug says, Biden, that guy who still thinks he's president, and your whiner daily caller Eric recently brought up the 10-year-old girl in Ohio who is now pregnant because of a rape. That's an awful story, and the left is bringing it up to reinforce their stance on abortion. The trouble is, there is no evidence of this happening, according to the Ohio Attorney General. But this is what the left and most of the media does. They don't look into the story they're pushing. They just report it as fact as long as it furthers their agenda. They don't worry about how any consequences of any false reporting are, because they know, for the most part, nobody will look into it. Even if this story about a 10-year-old girl becoming pregnant because of rape were true, what is the left solution? They don't even talk about dealing with the piece of garbage rapist, but instead they say only the only way to make it right is to kill the innocent life inside the rape victim. To the liberal politicians and the media, their agenda is more important than fact. 
Well, I, I think most people were concerned about the girl's health uh, and whether or not, you know, I, I think the story is true. I mean, it's been proven true, isn't it? Well, they arrested somebody. Yeah, an, an illegal immigrant, which is not being reported widely, but an illegal immigrant apparently did it. The point is, if, if it was not true, and that's why that whole email just got me very confused, because Doug went back and forth. It's true, it's not true, it's true, it's not true. The Attorney General this, the Attorney General that. Um, it's true, the woman was raped. Okay, the woman, the girl, for heaven's sake, the girl, yeah, the girl, the 10-year-old girl was raped. Uh, she believed that she had to travel from Ohio to Indiana to get uh, an abortion. Uh, I saw a clip of the attorney general, and he said, what he said was that there, there are laws on their books uh, to provide uh, provisions for that. Apparently, he didn't... It sounded like he was saying she didn't really have to travel outside of the state. What's happening right this minute, though, is the laws about um, abortion are changing so quickly, so rapidly, being interpreted so quickly and so rapidly that uh, providers, doctors, hospitals are afraid to do anything because, uh, good Lord. You know, Joe, I read something yesterday. Uh, now, this didn't happen in the last couple of weeks. It happened, uh, I, I don't know, it happened a while ago. There was a state legislator in North Carolina who made a proposal that a woman who has an abortion should be uh, opened to the death penalty. <laughs> so, um, Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, <laughs> you know, there's... I, a, and, and this is not anybody serious. I mean, this oh, is yeah. not a serious... No, this is not a serious person. This is somebody who's motivated by something other than uh, what he believes can actually be accomplished. But here's the news. Uh, the, the guy arrested was 27-year-old. His name is Gerson Fuentes. His last known address was an apartment on Columbus's northwest side. Police say he confessed to raping the child on at least two occasions. He's since been charged with rape, a felony of the first degree in Ohio. So the story is true. He did rape her. Whether or not the girl, you know, what, what resulted from her care is perhaps up in the air. We don't know, and we nor should we. It's a private matter between her and her family Whoa. and the abortion clinic. Well, it used to be a private matter, but no more because no. we got state after state that's saying no, no more. No, she okay. went. Now you're, you're, you're obfuscating the fact that she went to a place where it was perfectly legal for her to get done what she needed done. She wasn't denied access to it. She had to travel for it. Actually, she didn't even have to travel for it. She could have had it done in her home state, but she was ignorant of the laws in her home state. Right. So that Apparently. doesn't... Why does that rebound on the state? It, what we it pass rebounds the law. on, if anything, it, it, it's like I said, right this minute, uh, the whole... Uh, whatever you want to call it. Everything surrounding uh, reproductive rights is so up in the air that um, many institutions and individuals are uh, absolutely afraid to do anything because the next thing they know, this North Carolina legislator who wants to kill people for having abortions oh, is going to be not, in uh, He's not a, whoever that is isn't a serious person. I'm sorry. Well, I think it was we, a woman, we don't, actually. We, we don't, we don't uh, solve the problem of killing people by killing people. <laughs> 
that doesn't make any sense. Nobody in their right mind is going to subscribe to that or open it up. Now, whether women who who get a should get a prison term, if we were talking about something like that, that there should be a criminal penalty for getting an abortion, that's a discussion you may want to have. Most people probably don't want to have it because I think that, you know, no matter what happens, no matter why you choose an abortion, I can't believe that there aren't adverse psychological impacts to everybody involved in it at some point in their life. I agree. Al, you're on the mark. Good morning. Hi, thank you. Uh, one fact that uh, is out there about the 10-year-old that was raped, it was the mother's boyfriend. That's why, uh, you know, he had access to the 10-year-old for two times to confess to. And also, she prolonged the report. They didn't report it, and they didn't report it, because it was the mother's boyfriend. And if it wasn't reported, you know, might have got away with it. Things like that happen every day that people get away with. But uh, this, this one didn't. And she was three days late, according to one, one time of the law. But now the law has been changed, and she would have been perfectly fine to go and have an abortion in her own state. And the mother was complicit in this whole thing. Sounds like it. Okay. It's just an awful situation. And, Steve, you you made your Democratic point. They took a story they knew nothing about and changed it around to make it look like, oh, this poor child can't get an abortion in this state. She's 10 years old. Childbirth might kill her. You know, that's what runs through our heads. And then we look into it and say, oh, my God, they had it wrong again. No, the only when are they going to get it wrong. right? And if they do get it wrong, why don't they correct themselves? The only, the, only, the only portion of the story that was maybe incorrect or whatever, and I haven't looked into it real deeply, but a, when the story first came out, it was that the girl would have to travel from Ohio to Indiana. And then the attorney general from Ohio said, he came out, I, I think, and said, that isn't true. We, in a case like this, we have provisions where an abortion in Ohio is, is permissible. Uh, as but the first report, Steve, now listen, the first report, you just proved yourself again to me um, that it was wrong. And they didn't, before you put a report out that's going to be affecting a 10-year-old and be in national news about Roe versus Wade, and, and nobody can say it was a surprise. Everybody knew that one day that was a terrible decision that was going to be reversed and revert back to the states. So anybody that has a brain knew that that was going to happen well, sooner or later. I'm not sure I agree with you, but let's... Uh Let's go back to the basis of what we're talking about. You're, what you're saying, Al, is that if uh, people should have looked more deeply into the story, and then they would have, uh, and yet, and yet, it was the attorney general. It was like two days after the story came out that the attorney general went public and said, "No, no, no, she never had to leave the state." Now, all this other stuff. By the way, that you bring up about well, he them. was calling out the Democrats when he said well, that. Well, be that he was as calling, it may. Calling the re- well, I can't say the Democrats, the the story writers. He okay. was calling out the story writers. I'm not saying Democrat, Republican. I'm saying anybody Whoever. that writes a story that could affect somebody's life like this, ought to be damn sure of the facts. I guess, but I I still contend that right this minute, 
everything about reproductive rights is so is so up in the air that it to me it's no surprise that you might have a Again, you, know, you say like surprise. Gentlemen, we, I'm sorry. Surprise, we, have to, we knew it was bad law and it was coming. We have to move so on. Why here. are you surprised? <laughs> we have to move on. Al, thank you for your call. We've got to take a break. Uh, we have more calls that we can get. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan, along with Steve Kushaloff. Lynn Hall's our producer. We have a call pending, but we have a couple of emails. We're way behind on emails. Uh, one of our emailers says, What do you think about poor AOC getting arrested yesterday? Her purposely fake appearance of being handcuffed, posed for the media with arms behind her back and hands together. Of course, much of the media are using those same photos for her support or pity. Credibility goes out the window with such obvious stunts. And uh, Ilan Omar was also posing with her hands behind her back. They weren't handcuffed. You know, and someone said, oh, oh well, that that's just, she was trying to make sure that the cops knew she was submitting. Not true. Did you ever hear a cop say to you, put your hands behind your back. I don't want to see where your hands are. They always tell you, hands up, so we can see what you're doing. That's one. Yeah, well, you know, you can deny it. You can pound on the table, but it's I'm the not truth. I'm on the table. I'm just <laughs> looking at it. I mean. All right. Uh, then another of our emailers says, the Democrats are willing for us to feel pain to get off fossil fuels, but not willing for people to feel pain to get them off welfare. Okay. And um, Cindy said she apologized, and I did say on the air that the mayor of Lancaster, currently a woman, didn't have a cannon, but she said yesterday I said the mayor of Lancaster had cannons which he fired on the 4th of July at a public concert. I did not mean the current mayor of Lancaster. It was Charlie Smithgall, who was the mayor back in the 90s. Smithgall collects antiques cannons and owns approximately 40 cannons as of 2009. Her apologies to the current mayor. Uh, another emailer says, Steve, I got a balance. I didn't ask, I got a ballot, I think she means. I didn't ask for uh, one, never had any of my entire life. I thought I, why am I getting one? Just put the question out, mark in your mind. Folks, punctuation is really helpful. Mm. <laughs> okay. So she got one and never, never got one before. And uh, Doug says, sounds like Steve had bought into the January 6th farce, just like the rest of the liberal left, who are salivating at a hope of indictment of Trump. Well, don't get your hopes up. It'll never happen. It isn't possible to be convicted of starting a so-called insurrection while at the same time requesting for National Guard backup on the same day. And yes, Trump did request security on January 6th. Also, the left doesn't want the other side to be able to present a defense because it would show that this 
this farce was a setup by the left and the DOJ. So go ahead and live in your little fantasy world of the former, and I should say current, president sitting in a jail cell while your incompetent, corrupt leader continues to take our country down the toilet. When 2024 comes around, I'll take my chances with a guy who has been investigated for the past six years with nothing on him over the guy they won't even consider investing. So... There you go, Steve. Well, you know, all I know is when you uh, look look at the polls about this January 6th, and we see that uh, 43% of people surveyed do say that Trump bears a lot of responsibility <laughs> for the attacks on the Capitol. Well, That's, we'll find out tonight, won't uh, we? Well, I don't know what we'll find <laughs> out, because what you know, Joe... I won't hear it, but you won't, you won't either. I, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Uh, people who don't believe it won't believe it. People who do believe it will believe it. Uh, Ooh, can I have that laminated for my wallet? That's very profound. No, it's, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not profound. And Joe from Sunbury, you're on the mark. Yes, uh, I didn't get to call in yesterday, uh, and uh, this is about uh, the gun control that uh, Eric keeps calling in and saying about the two most prevalent stats for school shootings are the age of the murderers and the weapons that they use, right? And he wants to take away uh, these weapons from 18 to 21-year-olds, which uh, I think Joe and, uh, and some people find that, that why would you do that when it's a small amount and you're affecting a large amount of the population that is law-abiding. So uh, he keeps getting these two, which I called in a while back and asked about, I think yesterday Van called in or somebody about also the what was like in the 50s and 60s, you still had guns and no school shootings, but I brought up about the uh, antidepressants that uh, are being uh, given to the young people of uh, this day and age that wasn't maybe available in the past. But the two other things that Eric, the drugs, and one other thing is that in the mid-90s, the Democrats put into uh, law uh, the gun-free zones, right? And, And this is a major contributor to the school shootings because the shooter can get in there, obviously, even if it, even down at Uvalde, you know, he, he gets in through a unlocked door, which is bizarre, and uh, so the the idea that he just keeps saying that these two things and the remedy is taking away guns from 18 to 21 year olds when it seems like there's some kind of biological magic that happens when you're 21 year old but he does say that nowadays the the kid these young men wait till they're 21 to legally buy them well why if you had that on your mind when you're 21 or 20 when you turn 21 you're going to do the same thing if that's on your mind that's what criminal or insanely criminal people do it's obvious that they do plus another factor is that most of these young men uh, thought about suicide. So there's a lot more to it than just taking away guns. And the way Eric wants to do it, I find no remedy in that. But he did say, get out and vote for the people that want to take your guns. So that hasn't really happened. Nobody really campaigns on that. So 
I don't see anything happening along those lines. Well, there there obviously are needs for some solutions or some attempts to solve the right. problem of young people. Right. Uh, we didn't have 18 and 19 and 20 year olds doing mass shootings in the early part of this century and in the latter part right. of the last century. I mean, we just didn't have it. So something is going on, whether it's the fact right. they were locked down during the pandemic. I don't think we'll know for years what kind of an adverse effect locking down so many people for so long will have. It certainly has right. to have a negative impact on their, their mental capacity or their, their mental health, if you will. Right, but th- this has been going on before the pandemic. So, yeah, and, and Eric doesn't want to seem, even though with his... Uh, credited background and and all that he doesn't want to seem to look at any other thing other than the age and the gun because you can't do nothing about the kids age or the people and they're they're not really children at that point or kids they're they're young men you can't do nothing about their age so take everyone's gun and then magically when they turn 21 they won't have any issues like that well i, I that didn't even make any sense at all he's just if he just go back to Europe and preach some of that stuff that he had on his Viking cruise to those people, they're more receptive to it than Americans who want to keep the uh, Second Amendment intact. Fair enough. Hey, thank you for your comments, Joe. Always appreciate them. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. We'll take a quick break. We've got more emails, and we invite your calls right now to On the Mark. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. At the moment, the lines are open. You can call and get right through. And Lynn Hall, our producer, will be happy to talk to you and put you on on uh, on the line with us. One of our emailers, and we'll get use this opportunity to catch up on some of the emails. One of our emailers says, President Trump signed an historic child welfare executive order. Child welfare systems strengthened through more partnerships, resources, and oversight. Proof Republicans do care about children. Steve and I looked it up. And sure enough, the president did sign an executive order that would do those things. Right, but if you look at what it really was in it, the order did not appear to direct new money to the states. There was no money to help. In was fact, there any in indication place, that the current money was uh, insufficient? Uh, uh, Joe, I'm just reading. Oh, I'm here. asking you. You're saying they didn't give new money. Was new money required well, to do the things he wanted to accomplish? I think when you got kids living in poverty and uh, the parents can't put food on the table because the only job they can get is working at a fast food restaurant, yeah, some new money might not be a bad idea. How many people are like that, Steve? We have a lot of jobs going begging in this country. They're not all at McDonald's. No, they're not all at McDonald's, but that is not to say that all of them are, uh, you know, family sustainable uh, jobs. Do they have family sustainable uh, career career opportunities? Do they have family sustainable skills that they can bring to the table? Or should we just give everybody a family sustaining job, whether they have tools or not? This is how how my discussions with you go. They go way out there in the universe. No, I'm just asking you. You're saying fall <laughs> over a cliff. You're saying one thing. I'm asking you, what do you bring to the table? You're making it sound like the poor people are oppressed because all they can do is get a job at McDonald's. I'm asking you, why is that? I and, would say that right. if the Republicans had control of things, they would be working on job training. They would be working Those on ways to things. get people, get yeah. people the skills they need right. to make a better career path right. for because themselves. Because we have, there has, you know, through history, we've never ever had any programs dealing with job training. How many kids uh, went to school to learn how to be welders and came out and found, oh, you know what? Nobody needs a welder. The only thing I'm saying, because I like to stick to the subject, Joe, as opposed to you, the only thing I'm saying is this 
so-called fabulous child welfare thing by Trump uh, wasn't in, didn't involve really helping the kids. It was all about uh, data collection, technical assistance. There was some stuff about foster care. But this is the way Donald Trump ran now, his administration, wait a second. Joe. Now, here's where you're being unfair and where your liberal bias is showing. Donald Trump issued an executive order as what an executive order should be. Instructions to the federal government as to how the law is to be enforced. He didn't use it to try and create extra funding as Joe Biden has done or to change the basic way things are going or create laws that don't exist like Obama did with his health care plan. Those are things that are outside well, the scope of executive orders. Donald Trump did what he could to try and make the situation better. Right. And when you say outside the scope oh, we got of three calls. <laughs> go ahead. Well, go ahead. Finish. Finish. Well, all I'm saying is when you say outside the scope of executive orders, with all due respect, that is Mr. McGranahan's interpretation of no, what an executive I know what, I know what an executive is. order is supposed to be. Read the law. And I, you will agree with me that that's what an executive order is. I'll it's, tell you what. I will spend the afternoon reading the law, and, and when you Monday, do, you will apologize I to will me. call back, and if necessary, I'll apologize. And you'll apologize. apologize. Chris, you're on the mark for Milton. 147 Republicans in the House voted against accepting the election. And the pro-Trump people rioted at the House and tried to physically stop the counting. Democrats, for the most part, accepted the, the uh Supreme Court ruling, and it was over, even though that Supreme Court ruling was so so party partisan, they uh, said it should never be used again for uh, uh, any uh, purpose in another case. Chris, I think you're talking about the uh, Al Gore election, not the last election, right? Right. Okay. And, uh, uh, for that, because you compared them as equivalent in the beginning of the show. And they are not equivalent at all. I was talking only about the equivalency of whether or not they were accepted by the parties involved, and they weren't. The Democrats howled bloody murder, that it was a, you know, a farce. <laughs> yeah, but yelling bloody murder is a far cry well, that's what the <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, from that, invading the Capitol. There's no comparison there, Joe. No, you, no fact comparison that you, at all. No one on the left will see the comparison, no but it's there and it's no crystal clear. It's totally not, not there and it's totally mud. There is no comparison. That's yes, the, there is. That's the standard false equivalency that the, I hate to say, that yes, the media often uh, imposes. Go ahead, Chris. You're not. You're, okay. You're all, uh, okay. I'm a, my turn, I guess. Again. Yep. And and you you do these false equivalencies right through the show a lot. And uh, what did the Democrats do about the Supreme Court ruling that you were upset about because they walked with their hands behind their back? They had a traditional sit-in. No Got one's arguing their right to do that, Chris. Did anybody say they shouldn't do it? No one said no, that. But you somehow want to make that into some horrible thing because they walked with their hands behind they their back. They were trying to make it look like they had been handcuffed and they had not been handcuffed. To show that they were arrested and were uh, cooperating non-violently. And do police with, uh, tell... Going do, with where the police showed them. Okay, next time you get stopped, you get out of the car with your hands behind your back and see what the cop says to you. They're going to say, let me see your hands. They don't want you... They already knew they if didn't they hand, guns, If you know, they handcuff you... They already knew they If they handcuff you... 
you, then they know what you're doing. If they they don't handcuff you, they want your hands where they can see them. They already knew they didn't have guns. And that wasn't the regular police anyway, probably. It was Capitol Police. uh, Capitol Police. Right. And, but there's just no equivalency there at all. And, and... Uh, it, was, it was stolen. That election was uh, the Supreme Court didn't even allow a recount in one state, and the Republicans stalled it using violent tactics oh. of pounding on the door while they were trying to count the votes. It was strong, muscled people, big muscled people pounding on the door and the windows while the counting was going on. And instead of being arrested, the county got stopped and delayed. And then the Supreme Court used the delay as a reason why a uh, recount couldn't be done in Florida. There, there is no equivalency there at all. Either it was a violently opposed, and the violence worked. And they used that as their mode for the trying to get this uh, the last election. And you missed my point entirely, Stop. which isn't that there was an equivalency in terms of the actions involved, only the reactions of the parties who felt aggrieved. That was my point. Reactions, like, yeah, but... Uh, I know, Chris, if you don't see the difference... If you don't see the difference, you're never going to see it. ...objected at the January 6th hearing, and when they were voted down, they stopped it. Okay. They didn't do anything else. They didn't do anything violent. Okay, Chris. I'm sorry, we got to move on. We have two other calls pending, and we got a break coming up. Mark, you're on the mark. I I called in to voice some concern about the state of our military. Um, It seems like we're going to lose around 260,000 military personnel over the next number of months. That includes reserves. The wokeness isn't going over well, and there's a lot of guys out there that just don't want to take any more shots. And that's going to weaken our military tremendously, and these are fully trained personnel, so I'd like to uh, know your opinion. Uh, because of, of suspending military people because they aren't taking vaccines? And also wokeness. The, a lot of the guys are just getting out. They don't like this new uh, uh, culture that's being uh, introduced into the military. Wokeness. You know, uh, political uh, correctness. Right. Well, I have a problem with political correctness, and I I was just talking to Steve before we went on the air this morning. I understand that uh, comedian Dave Chappelle had his venue canceled because the venue got complaints from the LGBTQ plus community that he's offensive. We can't laugh at anything anymore. We, we want to cancel anybody who disagrees with us. I've seen people posting ads. They don't like this store because they have Christian values. They don't like that store because they put something satanic on their, on their Pepsi cans or whatever that story was that went around a few years ago. You know, there's too much of this stuff going on. We used to be a tolerant society. We used to be accepting of other people's differences. But now all we want to do is be outraged because we've been offended or somebody's been offended. You know, I I can see why uh, sometimes, Joe, we don't get to all the emails. We don't get to all the phone calls. This uh, caller called up with a very specific question about losing 260,000 from our... And I'm in the process of answering him. No, you're not. You're in the process of talking 
talking about political correctness and that stuff like that. So was so political me, correctness part of your question, Mark? Me, can I read? Yeah, yeah, political yeah, yes, it is. It's very prevalent. It's very prevalent in our colleges too. Yep. You used to go to college, you can uh, uh, discuss issues, and now you're just uh, banned and actually literally pushed out of colleges if you have a different opinion. Yeah. It's it's getting bad. There's no question about that. That's, I was answering a, his question. Right, and that what you brought up about the colleges is a very valid issue, and you know even I would agree with you. I'm just going to read one thing, and then I'm going to I'll, I'll just shut up because I know that would make Joe happy. <laughs> no way. Here, let me just read hey, it, and then you want to run the clock on which one of us has talked most during this program. I not guarantee a you, it's you. Not a chance. <laughs> yeah, but I do all my talking during the commercials. No, you don't. Okay, here's what it says here: In a period where the U.S. military cannot meet recruiting goals, the Department of Defense is pushing ahead with a COVID vaccine mandate. It's not about a woke mandate. It's about the COVID vaccine. And apparently, whether you agree with it or not, that's what the problem is. The DOD says, you're in the military, you got to have your COVID vaccines. And apparently there are, at least from what this says, there's about 260,000 who don't want the COVID vaccine. They are the ones who are going to be leaving the military. So let's at least let's stick to the topic. Should well, you? He, he was asking a two-party question, Steve. Yes. I know that may be hard to understand, but there were two parts to it. Well, I answered I the one. second part first. Oh, about the I was about correctness. to enter. I was about to answer the second part or the first part second, which is I don't think that they should throw people out of the military because they won't take a vaccine. Well, that's a whole other issue. But that's the question he raised. No, he he raised. Mark, did you ask that question or not? I asked it, uh, both of them, but uh, you should have answered the, the one that he's talking about first, I think. Hey, okay, Mark, fair Mark, enough. Mark, I'll tell you what. If we listen to the transcript, I will not hear the word COVID vaccine mandate coming out of your mouth. What you no, said was... No, I mentioned was, shot, though. I mentioned shot. Maybe you did. I'd, okay, if so, then I apologize. If so, because I, I would have to hear it before I would really He did apologize. say it. That wasn't the process okay. of answering his question. What I, heard, what I heard was this woke mandate. You know, that's what I heard, and, uh, you know. And, and that's, that's what well, I that's responded all, to that's first. That's only part of it, but you, the shots is the main thing. Okay. But, uh, there is wokeness going into the military, too, just like it's creeping into our colleges. It's creeping in everywhere. We can't laugh at anything anymore. We can't. We can't make a joke about anything. Can you imagine if Don Rickles were alive today? What would be? Oh my. The, well, I'll tell you what. I you're you may be right about Don Rickles, but I mentioned a comedian to you, Ricky Gervais, and Ricky Gervais goes on stage and he just he just insults everybody. Well then, guys, Mark, guys, 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 guys. How are we going to solve this? Uh, Losing that this much uh, personnel, military personnel. Well, I mean, they're, fo they're fully trained and everything. It's a stupid policy. They shouldn't do it. I agree with you. I agree completely. I don't know the answer. But we'll let we'll let other people weigh in on it. Mark, thank you so much for your call. We've got to take a break. Think about that. So think about Mark's question while we're gone. If you have an answer, give us a call at one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That's just in case you forgot what you were listening to, folks. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free number. Remember it for tomorrow. I don't know that we're going to have much more time on this show. But WRR writes, fact, the only unsolicited 2020 ballot request that came to my house was for my daughter, who resides in another state. In addition, if you check the return address on the outside envelope, it was the Republican National Committee. Many people confused these as actual ballots. So they weren't actual ballots. It was just a mock ballot sent out by the Republicans, and the Democrats do the same thing. Sure. And again, it was apparent, according to this call, it wasn't a ballot. It was a ballot request. And I think that's what my f- my wife and I got. We could have filled it out, mailed it in, requesting an absentee ballot. Okay. We have Dan, who wants one more minute. We have another call pending. Dan, you're on the mark. you got exactly 60 seconds. What Mark brought up is another reason the woke left wants to destroy Americanism as we know it. Everything under the Biden administration run run by the left is to destroy our country and put us in a globalist world. They hate America as she stands right now. So they're working to get us as a global nation to fit in with the rest of the world. Or meanwhile, China is stronger and stronger. So they're accomplishing their goal. When you vote Democratic, you're voting woke left. Well, I think there's a difference between being woke and having an opinion that's counter to your opinion. So I don't know that the Democrats gain anything by destroying America, to be honest with you. I think that's kind of counterproductive. But thanks for your comment. We appreciate it. There's your minute. Listen, I don't think that, you know, when you talk about wokeism, I I think you carry that to an extreme. You know, we can't laugh at things anymore in this country. We have to be so concerned about whether your personal pronouns have been met. Right, but that, to me, I'm sorry, that's a waste of time. You know, Joe, I pretty much agree with with that. That is not wokeism. Wokeism simply means open your eyes, look around. There are some things that need to be fixed no argument about that but to to do to fix them we address them head on not by telling other people they can't speak or have their rights or feel what they feel steve it's been a great pleasure having you here with me i enjoyed it immensely always do look forward to having you back again mark lawrence and i'll be back monday tomorrow ben reikley's here and i don't know who he's with but this is wkok sunbury pennsylvania